So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where we help you grow your business by winning more bookings maximizing profits and breaking through limiting beliefs. If you would like to get early access months in advance to future episodes of the podcast and to see visual references, I'm hanging out with Stacey Owen right now. You could see her in any of the references that we make on air today. Head on over to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. Join over 18,000 other photographers in that group. Today we got with us Stacy. Owen. Stacey's got her hands in a lot of things. You may know her from episode 119 of the podcast where we discussed using virtual assistants to grow your photography business. Go take a look at that episode if you haven't. Uh, she runs Meet Pepper. It is now a creative agency. We're going to discuss the transition from virtual assistant to now creative agency. She's got her own podcast, The Peppercast. Highly recommend you check that out. And then as well, Conference and Chill, a collection of photography conferences for all kinds of photographers, all the niches. It's so not just like a wedding conference. It's not a portrait conference. It's all the things. We're going to unpack everything that Stacy's up to. Stacy Owen, welcome back to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. How are you? Ben, I am so happy to be here. I'm so stoked just to hang and... A part of your intro before the official intro we talked about we're going to be maybe moving around and asking you some questions as well so i'm excited about that yeah you guys i need to just acknowledge that i'm scared right now stacy <laughs> stacy is a force stacy is a force and being a podcast host herself um she already let me know that this is going to be a dual interview where uh, listen i've got questions about moving uh into new niches if you're a wedding photographer moving into portraiture if you're a portrait photographer moving into commercial work, uh, any way you want to slice it, how to actually begin to step into that transition. This is what, these are my thoughts. I'm like, yeah, let's talk about that. That sounds great. And she's like, wonderful, Ben, do your best. I've got questions for you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to see how this goes. Stacy, man, Stacy, thanks for being here today. So um, the last time we spoke, you were really focusing up on Meet Pepper. And at the time, it was a virtual assistant service for mm. photographers. And mm -hmm. now you've began this transition where, well, not began the transition, the transition has occurred. You are now a butterfly. All right. <laughs> You're now a creative agency. Can we discuss this just a little bit and, and what some of this language means in terms mm. of application? I, it is actually a very different thing being a VA or having, being a virtual assistant company and being a creative agency. And we evolved into that based on the needs of the photographers that we were working with. So we had the skill sets, we had brought on the team, we expanded the team, expanded the services based on what the feedback we were getting. So photographers, they were coming to us. They're like, Stace, like, we really want you to take off these things off our plate, like blogging and social and all this stuff. But then it was just like a mass handoff, but with no strategy behind it. Mm. And so that, so VA really is someone that executes the tasks for you. But generally, VA doesn't come up with strategy. They don't come up with a plan. They don't help you come up with your intention and your purpose or why you're putting your content out there. So we were relying on the photographers to guide us in that. And we were their assistants, but that's not what they needed. Mm. They're like, Stace, I'm in like, you're one of my business. You're three, you're five, you're 30. 
and I don't know what to do next. I'm in this stage in my business and I don't know what to do next. So not only did they want us to do the work for them, they wanted us, they wanted us to come up with the plan and the strategy. So that's really the, the biggest difference. Okay. So it, was, it wasn't something you saw coming, but it became a natural transition to kind of move into that offering. Right. Because here's the thing, like if you hand off tasks or if you're not even hanging them off, you are blogging, you're posting on social, mm -hmm. you're doing anything to market your business. If you don't have intention and strategy and purpose behind it, you're just doing busy work. Some, some of it may hit, some of it may not, but you're throwing a ton of shit at the wall, hoping something sticks mm -hmm. versus like, I'm going into this with a plan. I'm setting my capacity. And the, the reason why I'm posting this type of content is because of X, or I'm using the same type of content in multiple different ways. That means you're, you're in control of your business and you're in control of your marketing. And if we have that, if we help you set that for you, and then we take the tasks on, we're going to be way more successful. You're going to move forward in the way you actually want to grow your business and whatever that looks like, whether it's maintaining, finding some work-life balance, growing into a new niche, which we'll talk about, mm -hmm. or if it's growing your, your income. That's awesome. So meet Pepper works exclusively with photographers. Why, man, why photographers? Why, is, why, did, why, why did you say, yeah, that's the group I want to serve? How did this happen? Dude, like, okay, first of all, I am also, I am also a photographer. So right. I have like a special soft spot. Also, we're, we're a tough bunch. Like we are, we, so we are our business. So Ben, you are Ben Hartley. You're not just any photographer. You are Ben Hartley who mm -hmm. does photography, right? So as an, like as an entrepreneur, you could be a lawyer, you could be a dentist, you're offering a service, but as a creative entrepreneur, especially a photographer, we put so much of ourselves and our brand into our brand and into our business. And that's a very unique, unique type of business and a unique approach that requires flexibility, requires variability. And like how you approach your business is going to be different than how somebody else does. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's a unique challenge for us and we love it. Yeah. So in the process, especially I imagine over the last, uh, well, I guess 24 months, we'll say, um, we're kind of hitting into this phase oh, like, that was over a year ago. Uh, so, so in the process of, of working with photographers, uh, beyond just taking over workload, beyond just task management, now getting into creative, um, it sounds like you've also been helping with, in regards to the strategy, coming up with new strategies uh, with photographers who, with uh, maybe they they want to, or maybe it's more of a need, are needing or wanting to position themselves differently. Meaning maybe they were a wedding photographer, but because all their events got canceled, they needed to move into a new niche. Is that yeah. kind of where a lot of your experience in regards to this transition has come from? No, actually it came from before. So we're going to be heading into our year three here pretty quick. Yeah. It really came from people coming to us, wanting to hand off tasks, but then not knowing how, what to do with it. Like, when, like how, how would you like us to be posting on social? What is your language? What is your vibe? Like, what are your goals for your business? And we'd be trying to figure it out as we're going along. And so many photographers were like, I don't know, you do it. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh, we can, but we like, we're going to need to set some time aside to do that. It was right from the very beginning, photographers trying to hand off their tasks to someone that they hope would help take control or like not take control. It's not the right wording, but like take, um, help them to give direction mm -hmm. in their business and their marketing yeah. and guide them as an expert, which is not a VA. A VA is more someone that steps in and does the task for you, but without that portion. Yeah. So I guess I, I probably misspoke here. I was, I, I fumbled through my question. Um, in the process strike of one. <laughs> strike one, you get two more and then I'm ending this episode. Two more. And then I'm more. taking over and then I'm turning the tables. Um, all right. I'm uh, my heart is not beating. No. So, um, what I was suggesting was it, your discovery of helping photographers and learning more about moving into a new niche, uh, came from your experience of working in the strategy with photographers. Cause again, I think a lot of let's go with wedding photographers. They yep. lost a lot of their weddings and because mm -hmm. of either want or need, they needed to reposition themselves. They needed to, need, needed, needed to switch into a new niche. Is that where, is that where you really began to like start to experiment and discover and to learn about how to make those transitions? It's essentially through testing and learning with all these creatives that needed it done. Yeah, I think, I think we knew so that the team is really interesting. We all have, there's 15 of us now and oh, we all wow. have different 
Yeah, it's wild. It's a party over here. But we all have different skill sets, different experiences, and everybody comes together to bring that knowledge and experience. So it was less about experimentation and already knowing what works and then just being able to provide that information to the industry and the photographers we're working with. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. so I'm not in the group, you guys. So if uh, the p- people that are listening on the podcast, um, we're streaming into Ben's Facebook group, which is super fun and happening. So if you guys aren't there, make sure you go, go hang out there. And if you are in the Facebook group and you're watching, can you let Ben know? And I'm super curious, are you a wedding photographer or like what other genres are you shooting? Cause I think that would really help me answer some of the questions too, just based on who's, who's listening. But yeah. Um, no, so it, it really came from, yeah, just from the experience of the team and then what, but yes. So during COVID, a lot of photographers, they definitely decided to unniche anti-niche and try different things a big two of the biggest ones that we saw a lot of transitions happening were into commercial photography and into boudoir photography and boudoir absolutely exploded during covid there are very successful boudoir photographers out there because of covid um commercial photography is also very important thing that happened because a lot of businesses had to have a stronger digital presence so they needed better imagery. So a lot of wedding photographers moved into that area. And the biggest question we get is like, okay, so I'm offering this new service. Do I add it onto my current website, which is niche to weddings? My social media is all to weddings and engagement, maybe some family sessions, but do I have to have a whole new Instagram account or a whole new website for that? So yeah. we get asked that a lot. Well, we're going to talk about that right now because I imagine yeah. everyone's thinking about that. By the way, we had a lot of wedding photographers, a lot of portrait photographers. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are the two main uh, niches of my community. Um, when I say portraiture, though, um, uh, Gretchen's coming right now, you know, pets uh, as well included into that portraiture space. Um, but less commercial uh, with my community, more B to C. Interesting. I want to know, is anyone in your group, are they doing boudoir? Like, did anyone else try to take on different types of genres or services outside of weddings during COVID? Yeah, it's a great question. We'll keep an eye on that. I, I know for a fact that there is many that did do some testing into the boudoir space. Mm-hmm. And so while we're waiting for that, I'm, I'm curious from you, let's start at the beginning. Cause I think that we'll talk social media to start. Cause I think when, when photographers are first beginning to kind of dabble, we'll say in another niche, um, before the website happens, there's almost this experimental phase on social, like where they're testing, posting some things on Instagram mm-hmm. to see if it gains some traction before they, you know, rework their whole website. Posting Instagram is way faster than adding a page of the site. Um, what are your thoughts on that? If someone let's, let's maybe uh, do an example here of a wedding photographer. Okay. So a wedding photographer has an Instagram page with uh, a lot of wedding work on there, the occasional personal project or just their own uh, self on there. But now they're starting to tap into boudoir. What is your Mm. advice in regards to handling that content and putting it online uh, just in regards to social right now? Mm -hmm. So I I will say my opinion and I would love to get your opinion as well. Um, And then I would love to talk about the difference between this this option versus someone that's going to commercial. Cause I feel like these, my opinion is different for these two different things. Oh, that's, that's great. So I think, I think, I believe that if you are a wedding photographer at boudoir is a very natural addition, you can add to your services. So I would separate that out on your website as his own page and then you would optimize with SEO that page for boudoir. So you could also attract people to that page. They're just searching for boudoir, but it is very complimentary to a wedding service. Same thing with your, your Instagram or your social mixing in some boudoir in with your wedding work, I think is totally acceptable unless you are a very specific, maybe like very high end wedding photographer. And those clients may or may not want to see boudoir. Hmm. They only want to see weddings. If they're going to be spending like 10 plus grand on a wedding, they want to know this person is the absolute best at what they do. They think this is all they do. This is specialized to them. And I want to be spending all this money on a photographer that only does that. So that's something to consider. I'm not saying it's a deal breaker, but how you present yourself could be different than someone, another wedding photographer that's maybe more casual and like wants the brides that are jumping in their wedding dress at 2 a.m. and doing beer shots and like, you know, depending on your type of client, they may or may not want to see boudoir work. Yeah, got it. 
And then I would, the other part to this, which I'd also bring it more over into commercial work would be how serious are you at this other service you're offering? So same thing, like if you're really niched into very, like very high end weddings, maybe you only shoot black and white film photography. And like, those are your weddings. You wouldn't be adding boudoir into that. They wouldn't match your brand, but with commercial clients, they don't want to see weddings. Mm -hmm. Your commercial clients, they want to see work. They want to see more, more, not professional, but um, yeah, more, more commercial work, more corporate work. They don't want to see a couple um, and a like beautiful gown and flower crown boho. Like they don't want to see that. They want to see you're serious. at the type of work that you're doing. So if you are doing commercial work as like an addition to what you're doing as something small, I think you can mix it. But if it's something that you're moving into and you're wanting to have more larger, serious clients, bigger budgets, you're going to want to have a separate website and a separate social just for that. Yeah. Yeah, we've got a lot of people who are posting that they've they they're just experimenting with boudoir. They already did expand into boudoir, um, and so I'm getting a lot of that feedback here. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my thought on this would be to add that I totally agree. By the way, weddings boudoir is such a natural progression. Um, uh, even like bridal boudoir, like wet, like mm-hmm. on the actual day of boudoir, uh, there's mm-hmm. all types of opportunities there to expand your services into that. The only time that I think that it might make sense to even separate those is if the brands become very different. Obviously the service yeah. is different, but if the brand is like your light and airy weddings, super hand film, and then with boudoir, you're like, I'm going to go dark and yeah. like, we're going to like show like, some stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, show some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, so, but, but maybe you separate those two at that point. You know what I mean? Like, uh, mm. I think there could be separation there. Um, and then I, I'm right there with you. I think commercial, I think se- essentially in my brain, anytime I'm asking myself, is this a separate problem? Then it deserves mm-hmm. a separate brand. Separate mm-hmm. brands, uh, separate problems, separate brands for separate problems. Oh my goodness, strike two. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> it. One more to go and then it's all mine. <laughs> yeah, separate brands for separate problems. And with that, uh, I mean, B2B in, entirely is a whole new set of problems that need new attention, new way to solve that problems. Uh, yeah, et cetera. And, and not even just with branding, not even brand messaging, like really when it comes to SEO and optimizing your site and people yeah. are Googling you, like you want to be coming up for the word, like the key terms, mm-hmm. keywords that those potential clients are searching for. And they're not going to be landing on a website, a wedding website, and they're yeah. going to be finding commercial work. So there's two things you can have a whole separate site, or you can even just, if you're just getting into commercial, you can have a single page that's very clean, nice images and a contact even to get started. Like you don't have to invest five, 10 grand and into a whole other website when you're getting rolling, you can have your own separate page that has its own domain and it can be linked to your wedding site, but then you can optimize even that one page for your commercial work. And then more people will find it that way than if it was a part of your wedding site. So I need to, I need to make sure that I understood what you said, uh, Mm. for the sake of the audience and for my own self. So, uh, we're now transitioning to the website. We're off of Instagram. Now we're now trying to figure out, okay, so what does it look like to diversify, uh, my offering to go into another niche and how I position that online in an ideal world, um, air quotes, we, you know, maybe you just have an entirely new domain, a whole new web build out, right. For, Mm -hmm. for commercial work. Um, Mm To start, maybe we're in the testing phase. We're not sure if we're committed to all that. That's right. a lot of time, resources, yes. money, the investment, energy, all these things. So I want to make sure that I heard you. So you're suggesting, uh, let's go with, you've got a main wedding page and that wedding page is like Ben Hartley's, uh, pet, 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 uh, uh, petals and f- flowers photography. Okay. <laughs> So it's a long domain, Ben Hartley's petals and flowers, photography.com. All right. Dot edu. And so you're saying that you would do a single landing page on that same domain, Ben Hartley's petals and flowers. Different domain. Okay. Different domain. Okay. So you're even suggesting a different domain. See already some people are like, I'm out. (laughs) That's too much work. (laughs) (laughs) But I do, I do recommend it. Like you can, of course there's like the baby steps. Like you could add a page to your current website, 
But I, I honestly think now you're diluting what you've done mm-hmm. on that current website. I, I don't recommend them saying you shouldn't at hundred percent. You shouldn't, if it's right for you, then you know, your you know, your business better than I do, mm-hmm. but I really do recommend having your own domain. And then, then again, this like comes to being, how serious are you about adding in this service? If this is just like for a few months, like someone inquires, I take a job in commercial work. Um, there's like a new florist in town and she asked me to do some brand photography for her. Like, if that, if that's something that's kind of in alignment with your wedding, something you're just doing on the side, don't go through the hassle. Mm -hmm. But if this is something you're like, I dabbled in commercial work or I dabbled in boudoir, let's say during COVID. And this is something I really want to add to my services, or maybe I want to split. Like I only want to do 15 weddings a year because I'm getting old and I can't do the 10 to 14 hours a day. Um, which was really fun and I missed those, but you can't do those anymore. So then you're like, okay, so then 50% is going to be weddings and then 50% is going to be commercial or boudoir. Like if you know, you're going to be putting that type of capacity and energy into that service, then yes, it is absolutely worth it to have a different domain. Start with even a single page to get the SEO built, start building some traffic to that, that one page, you can link it to your wedding site. So it really depends yeah. How much, how much energy do you want to put in? How serious are you going to be taking this other, other genre that you're branching into? Yeah. Let me throw something at you and then yeah. you tell me how wrong it is. <laughs> so, okay, <yeah. laughs> so let's say that you're just dabbling, right? And you're like, well, yeah. I'm a wedding photographer. Maybe I want to go to boudoir. Um, mm-hmm. and you just got a domain, you know, benhartleyphotography.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's not overly, uh, specific. Like it's not like weddings and romance.com. It's just like benhartleyphotography.com. What about creating a, essentially like a landing page on that domain. That's just a new page, uh, that would essentially be like a one page website, but specifically speaking to boudoir, right? So it's mm-hmm. going to have your own headline. Uh, it's on H1 tags. It's on uh, portfolio right there. It's on about me section right there, mm-hmm. but it's about you as it relates to how you serve boudoir clients. Um, it's on pricing section right there and then it's own contact form. And then you'd strip out the main menu navigation on that mm-hmm. one page. So if somebody does land there, land you're getting it. the benefit of your uh, aged website, your aged domain, essentially for SEO. Well, now we're into the root, mm-hmm. we're into the weeds here. So yeah. you're getting the the benefits of your aged domain, but you are now a single landing page that's removed of all contacts from everything else. So that way, as people land on it, they're not getting confused by your brand messaging. What are your thoughts? I think that's great if you're dabbling. I think that's an excellent option. I'm glad that you threw that out there. I think if you are wanting to take it more seriously and it's going to be a lot like like a larger part of what your service offering is going to be, mm-hmm. then now you're sending all that traffic to that would be your boudoir traffic or your commercial traffic all still to your wedding site mm-hmm. when you could be building that traffic and that domain authority on Google on a separate domain. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I just, I, I think about that as, as I just think about photographers, uh, even the idea of I, I'm, I'm putting myself into the listener's shoes right now. And I know that there's yeah. someone out there who's like, I make domains all day, every day, but I'm imagining <laughs> that the majority of the audience is like, oh, from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that was not supposed to be an Australian accent, but I'm just imagining the, the photographers listening that like, they have so much already going on yeah. that that like to register another domain and then to deal with like the hosting and just like the headache of that. And then the design of even a, even a one page site, um, feels, I could imagine feeling pretty like deterring to stepping into a new niche. And so how do you, I mean, even what we were talking about earlier with like two Instagram accounts now, Mm -hmm. do you have thoughts on maybe this is where meat pepper comes into play in terms of like managing that, like managing like multiple brands. Most photographers can't even imagine their own, their own Instagram account, uh, let alone now too. What are your thoughts? Well, definitely outsourcing is a great option, yeah. especially the one that you want to maintain. So there's two, two ways to outsource. And then I have actually another option other than outsourcing. So if you do outsource, you can decide when I, the person I'm outsourcing to, are they helping me maintain what I currently have so I can put energy into my new thing? Or am I maintaining what I currently have and I'm outsourcing for someone to help me grow my new thing and build my new thing. Mm-hmm. So you're like the thought of starting a new domain and hosting and all that stuff. Like that's very overwhelming. That tells me, okay, like you're going to want someone to just handle that for you. Mm-hmm. And 
I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like if you were, if you are adding a new service, if you're growing or evolving your business in any way, it's work. It is like, it does take energy. It takes effort and you have to decide how much capacity do I have and how much energy do I want to put into this? And if you're, if you're serious about this new niche or this new genre that you're starting to branch into, then you are going to have to allocate more energy and more capacity into the new thing. If you're serious about it, if you're not serious about it, if you're just dabbling in it, then for sure, there's no, there's no need for you to have like a whole other Instagram. You don't have to have a different domain. You don't have to do those things. You can do whatever works best for you. But again, it depends on what level you want to be playing at. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. That makes sense. I, uh, yeah, I totally understand that. Do you, I mean, when it comes to stepping into these transitions, um, I guess it's an individual question for each person, but like, Mm -hmm. are there any universal like signs that like, uh, it's maybe time to just completely focus up on, on a new space to like, to let something go. Meaning, I know a lot of photographers, they've been working towards, let's say, getting their wedding photography business. It's just not taking off and it's not taking off and it's not taking off. And at some point, it doesn't make sense anymore to keep kind of chasing something that's not growing. Does that make sense? I'm curious if you, if you have yes. any thoughts on that. Yes. I, I have a, we worked with a creative that puts so much time and energy into her wedding business talented photographer, no question, great work. But the way that the types of clients that she was wanting to work with, she just wasn't connecting with them because of her own branding, her own personal brand, who she was, lovely human. But in the commercial world, they just snapped her up because she was like a little bit older, very mature, um, professional, like friendly, but um, the young wedding couples that were wanting to book her, she wasn't like, yeah, let's do this thing. Like totally shots on the dance floor. Like she wasn't attracting those couples and she was really wanting to shoot them, but she naturally fit really well into the commercial industry. And people are like, you know, you're an adult, you're professional, your work is amazing. It's very clean. And she started, she just started dabbling in it and then naturally picked up momentum for her. And because she was struggling so much with her wedding industry, she was honestly feeling like a bit depressed, um, questioning her skills. Like, you know, nobody wants her. Like she was like really questioning herself. But then when she tried this other genre that she didn't consider before, it naturally picked up momentum. It built up her energy. She was excited again about what she was doing, putting more energy into her work because she was getting it back out of her work. Hmm. So I think it's okay to say like, I tried these different genres. It didn't quite work for me. That might not be the one for you. And that's fine. There's so many different genres. There's so many different parts of this industry that you can play with and try. Like I know someone they purely make their living off of shooting sailboats. <laughs> I love it. I wonder what that would be. What would that be called? I don't know. You know like a sailboat <laughs> photographer. I like right? it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what, what is it called? Uh, yeah. What is it called? Water. What are water things? Called? <laughs> this is so bad. You know what I mean? Um, what's that? Aqu- not aquatic. <laughs> what's it called when you're like into boats? Isn't into that? Boats. Isn't, <laughs> I'm an into boat photographer. <laughs> There's a word for like when you're like really into boats. Oh, <laughs> uh, somebody help me out in the comments in the Mastermind group. What is it called when you're like into boats? Um, hey, so there's this kind of I don't know if it's an elephant in the room, but like everybody says, the riches are in the niches, right? And uh, I'm curious on your take on that as we're talking about kind of d niching ourself i don't know like nautical by the way <laughs> sorry to interrupt you nautical. It, it just can't yeah I, it, nautical <laughs> a nautical photographer i totally interrupted you but it was absolutely worth it instead of into boats a nautical <laughs> photography okay no, back to the riches sure. are in the niches <laughs> I, I i feel like that's gonna be a new hashtag right we're gonna just make that popular right now into boats <laughs> into boats photography.com hey can i sc- i need to scoop that domain up into boats photography.com i'm gonna try and beat you to it right now <laughs> i don't know how to do this stuff i don't know how to do that um okay um, riches are yeah. in the niches talk to me stace man okay like i don't know I have, I have different, two different opinions that are polarizing on this because mm-hmm. I don't think there's one size fits all. I don't think that's a blanket. This should be a blanket statement. I don't think it should be black and white. 
I think there are, I know very successful photographers that are making an excellent living. And this also depends on your definition of success. That's a whole other conversation. I know photographers that have done very well offering a variety of different services. Mm -hmm. And I also know photographers that have also done very, very well and successful that have niched and very specific. So I think it's, who your client is, who are you trying to reach, how you set up the structure of your business and how you're marketing. That's a more of an important conversation based on what you'd like to offer versus niche or don't niche. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's fair. That's like a non-answer. You're like, guys, <laughs> it's like, like, your audience is like, Stace, uh, what? They, uh, <laughs> so thanks for not answering that. Uh, <laughs> no, you did though. You totally did. Yeah. And because it, you are right that like it's, uh, it's every, first off, everyone's built differently. And some people are built where like, they're wanting to be here and then they're wanting to be here and then they're wanting to be here. And that's what the way that their brain works. It really like, it connects with that and it gets fed that way. And so I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, I, while I agree with that, I also think there are some objective like universals that are hard to ignore about niching down. Like it is, it's kind of like an objective truth that it's just, it's easier to get three things right than it is 15 things right. Hmm. And go ahead. But see, that's interesting because that's based on maybe what service you're offering. But let's say I'm a a non-niche photographer and my service is helping this individual in three different aspects of their life, but my service is to help them. So whether that's they're getting married, they have family session, they have boudoir, they have a business, they're also a florist. That's how I got to know them because of the wedding industry. And I were to offer them professional photography in three or four different areas of their life. Well, I am, my service is helping this individual versus Mm -hmm. I am offering only like this most amazing niched wedding. So I I think how you're spending your energy and how you approach it doesn't necessarily have to be like, I have to be the best at commercial. I have to be the best at weddings. I have to be the best at boudoir. It's like, I have to be the best at providing photography to this client and their different needs in their life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And this is almost like now where these, we're kind of at a subset of, uh, of, how niche you go, you know? So like, cause, and it can keep going down and down and right. down and down and down. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I will say that, that like, uh, uh, you can get really good faster at like, even if we're talking about photography, you can get really good at boudoir faster and you can get better at it. If that's like the one thing that you're doing sure. and you can do it that's faster true. and better for fewer resources. Yes. Right. So it's going to cost you less money, less time, uh, and then you can also charge more for that thing. Um, and so the, you know, that's maybe where I, I almost, I, 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 I think it makes a lot of sense to start niche and then mm. maybe you try to switch into hard mode. I, you know, I agree with that. I do absolutely agree with that. If you're starting out, you definitely want to focus on one area first with your skill set as a photographer. I was definitely thinking business wise, but I yeah. think as a skill set as a photographer, I do agree. I think if you're starting out, you really do need to get your skill set down first. Um, definitely focus on one thing. You will get better faster. That's absolutely truth. Um, I always, I always call weddings the boot camp <laughs> of the photography industry. Man, that's too real. I, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. You will agree. learn all the things. Yeah, you will learn all the things. I totally agree. You become a really damn good wedding photographer, and you will slay at boudoir <laughs> yeah, and commercial portrait. It's like you learn so like now adding once you're like a great wedding photographer, adding those extras like bits of skills that you add like for those different genres is much easier and you'll pick it up very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. But I totally understand where you're coming from. Uh, When you were stepping outside, you were really thinking about from a business standpoint, less of the, like the craft side Mm. of things. And Mm -hmm. so I really value that, that stance. And just to reiterate, I want to make sure that I understood what you said. You were, you were speaking less about the exact product. And I mean, again, I want you to correct me. Mm. You were speaking less about the exact product and service that you offer as the niche and more about who, uh, who you offer it to and why you offer it. Is that, is that accurate? Help me get clearer on what you were Mm. saying. So I was saying when, how you approach your service 
and even, even this is even great with marketing, like how you are different than other photographers. So let's say, Ben, my focus is to help you in whatever area you have in your life, whether it's like you want to do boudoir session for your wife or mm-hmm. like now you need some headshots and now you have some family photos. And, you know, like Stacy, I like I love hanging out with her, totally gets me, gets my family. I feel super comfortable. I love her style and I want her style for all these different areas of my life. Then my focus is how do I help you? with my skills, not just like, how do I be the best wedding photographer? How do I be the best commercial photographer? I'm like, how do I be the best photographer for Ben? Mm-hmm. Got it. Love it. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. Stacey, so you had a couple questions for me. Uh, and you know, <laughs> yeah. you haven't just stolen the reins entirely, which I was shocked by. Uh, and so I'd like to gently, gently offer you over the reins. That just that just goes to show what a great host you are. Ben's like, I'm not going to give you a chance here, Stace. He's like, I got this, and I will release when I'm ready. <laughs> but okay, first I want to ask you, WPPI, man, how did that go? Yeah, mercy. Okay, so WPPI 2021. Uh, I'm really glad that they did it. It felt so good to come back together uh, with the community to see people. Um, it was great. It was fantastic. It was obviously much smaller. Um, and yet it was not a deterrent. Uh, I loved getting the opportunity just to, just to again, be together. Um, Mm. and, uh, I loved it. Yeah. A new venue, a whole new space. I've been around WPPI since maybe like 2012 or so when it was at MGM grand. And then they went to Mandalay Bay and now, uh, at the Mirage. And so, yeah, smaller, but, um, bigger is not always better. And so it was, it was wonderful. Man, I miss people. That must've mm-hmm. been incredible. Yeah, it was. And I heard, uh, our mutual friend, Miles Whitboyer was there. Hey, you're tight with Miles. He's my dude. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Miles and I, um, we got a, a chance to hang out a lot. Honestly, probably like too much. Um, oh. I definitely felt like, uh, you know, the clingy friend who's kind of like, um, this was me at WPPI. Uh, where's Miles? Um, and I'd be like testing him. Hey man, what are you doing? And he'd be like, I'm just eating an orange in my room. And I'd be like, cool. Can I come? <laughs> like, just so look for I the would, guy with the most swag. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we, we hung out a lot together. He did a, a, a really cool photo walk and I got the chances to document yeah. some behind the scenes, uh, footage for him. Um, being uh, he's a Fuji X photographer. And so, yeah, I was just, uh, I was serving water pretty much and it was awesome. And he loved it. He talked about you so much. So he has a Facebook group too. And I swear they're like last three posts were just like, fangirling, fanboying, fan, fanning <laughs> over, over Ben, over you. Um, so you know, actually he really talked about your, your talk there at WPPI. Mm. And you know, it really got me thinking, I'm like, Ben, you get, you talk so often, um, at these events, mm-hmm. you do so many lives, you do these podcasts, you just come on here and you talk to your group. Like you, you've had so many conversations, you shared so much information. Like, is there something you haven't talked about? Is there something that you're like, there's like probably like every, everything you could talk about, about this sure. industry. You probably had that conversation. Yeah. There's a lot that I haven't talked about. And there's a, there's, while there's a lot that I haven't talked about this, well, I was, yeah, there's, um, I, I say the same stuff over and over a lot of times. And, um, and I think that's actually really good. So one of the things is I don't challenge myself to always have something new to say. It's like pretty much, I use myself as the indicator. Like I show into work, I show up to the studio here and I'm like, man, I'm feeling overwhelmed. I should probably talk about feeling overwhelmed. And then next week I roll in and I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I'm like, well, I should probably talk about feeling overwhelmed again. (laughs) It's like we had the same problems keep coming up. And sometimes I discover new ways to talk about them or maybe it just hits different one day. You know what I mean? Like sometimes you hear something from someone and you're like, you know, I've heard this thing before, but not like this in this moment where I'm at right now. Um, And so I have like my three things that I'm really about and I just kind of beat those drums over and over. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know if it's my hormones. I'm super pregnant, you guys. I'm like six months. Mm. You're making me feel a little emotional right now. I don't think you have like a glisten in your eye and everything. Really? I don't know if it's just the lighting or if it's just me. But so the other thing I wanted to ask you about then is how do you show up all the time, yeah. so frequently? You always deliver the goods. You come with the energy. Your stamina is insane. Yeah. Dude, How? Uh, I've lowered my expectations, but I've kept my standards high. Okay. Explain this to Stacey. Yeah. Well, most people stop showing up to things, 
um, they take themselves out of the game. Um, how many of you have committed to posting a reel a day for the next 30 days? How'd that go? When only five people watched and you were like, well, no one's watching, I'm done. Or you committed to sticking to a certain diet or something, and then maybe you had a cheat day or something and you're like, well, the whole thing's over, I'm done. Um, or whatever the things are that we do, um, what I've discovered is that we set standards for ourselves, I'm sorry, expectations for ourselves that are like impossible to reach. And it's because we're just looking at the most extremes around us in all situations, and we can't stack up to it. And so we then just step out. So one of the ways that I keep showing up is because my expectation is so damn low. Like, like there could be literally, actually, I'm going to refresh the group right now as proof. So there's 18,000 photographers in the community right now. Right now, there's nine people watching live. Nine people, okay? Uh, if my expectation with, was that there was going to be 100 people here, I would get defeated and I would stop producing this content, okay? Mm. However, my standards are high. So when I say my standards are high, what I mean is I honor my word. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. And it doesn't matter if there's two people watching. It doesn't matter if there's three people watching. It It doesn't matter if no one shows up. When I say I'm going to do something, I do it. So I keep my expectations low, but my standards high. And my standards are whether or not there's nine people or a hundred people, I'm bringing everything I got, all their production value, and I'm going to show up. Um, and so it keeps me actually in the game. It keeps me from like the comparison. It keeps me from this unrealistic thing because I will never arrive. Once a hundred people do start showing up, you better believe I'm going to want 500 in the back of my brain <laughs> or some other educator is going to have a thousand. You know what I mean? It's like, I will never arrive. Miles, Miles will have a thousand. <laughs> and so I'm going to enjoy exactly where I'm at right now. And I'm going to continue to honor my word. When I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. And, uh, it, it comes back to patience where like we overestimate what we can accomplish in a month and we underestimate what we can accomplish in a year. And I've continually seen that as something that is true in my life when I don't try to overestimate, I just keep the standards low. Whoever's there is there. I'm bringing everything that I got in this time. And so that's maybe what I would say, uh, keeps me, it just keeps me in the game. It keeps me playing. So what would you say to someone, because I'm sure you give this advice too, like you have to put yourself out there, whether it's for your clients or whether it's for your marketing, your business, like how, like, how would you tell someone then to keep your standards high? Like not how, like what is some, maybe some motivational advice like, Hey man, like even when it's tough, I think of this and this helps me get through, or I think of the reward, or I think of like sticking to my word and that makes me feel this, like how, like people are, it's so hard for even some photographers to get on their stories. Right. Yeah. I mean, you've got to, so first off, you got to figure out, well, what the hell are your standards for yourself? Right. Where are your mm -hmm. values in life? What are your commitments? What are your non-negotiables? For me, I've distilled it down to all I've got is my word. It's literally all I can do. All I got is that. Because if um, we are always judging ourselves and I'm judging myself right now based off of how many people are watching, based off of the look in your face, based off all these things. So I'm always judging myself based off of all of these things that are completely out of my control. And that's one way to live life, right? Um, and if I do that, that's when I get in my head and I take myself out. But if I chose instead to simply judge myself based off of my commitment, based off of solely my word, um, that again, it keeps me in. Um, because if, again, if I say I'm going to do it now, here's the thing, by the way, I'm going to rewind for a second. When I say that I honor my word, uh, I'm not saying that I keep it. Hmm. It's an important distinction. I don't keep my promises. I honor my promises. I don't keep my word. I honor my word, meaning uh, I'm gonna break it. Like there is a hierarchy of needs. If Leslie were to call me right now and say, Ben, B got hurt. I need you to come home. If I say I keep every single thing that I do, I'm setting myself up for failure. I'm setting myself to break out of integrity. I'm setting myself up for, uh, to let myself down, to think lowly of myself in the process. And mm -hmm. so instead to honor it just means that, uh, when a new hierarchy comes up and when I need to break it, for example, go to WPPI and speak and be present with the students are there. I will acknowledge it to the people that I've given my word to. And I'm then from there, I can make amends and I can make up for it if I need to. 
right? Like I can mm-hmm. actually, hey, say, you guys, I'm going to need to end this interview right now. I need to go home uh, to be with B. What I'd love to do is anybody who has any questions, go ahead and send me a DM. And once I'm done uh, with that, I'll be able to get back to him probably in the next 48 hours. That'd be mm-hmm. a way for me to honor the word that I've given. Does that make sense? And no, so I think for a lot of people, it's like uh, get clear with what, uh, what, what do you stand for? Where are your values? What is mm-hmm. your non-negotiables? Again, the farthest I can distill it down to is just simply your word because anything else then, uh, is typically out of your control. You know, I always say to people too, like, there's a reason we tell people, um, why we do what we do or like why you show up the way you show up. And I think there's a surface I think it's true. I think there's like, it doesn't mean it's any less real or right. Um, or accurate. It's just, the surface answer we give. And then I think there's a deeper one that truly drives us. So when you get tired, when things really get rough, if you hit a, like a bad patch in your business or whatever it is, or in your personal life, like I think there's another deeper reason that gives us the energy and keeps us moving forward in our goals that we don't usually talk about, but yeah, I find that very interesting and what yours would be. Uh, well, um, I, th- I, Alice, your secrets, Ben. <laughs> well, I think it's just that I want to like myself. Mm. I'm going very high level here, but like, I want to like the person that I'm becoming. I want to like who I was that day. And the way that my biggest indicator of that is, did I honor my word or not? It has nothing to do with anything else above that. Anything else beyond that is out of my control. Did I honor my word or not? Otherwise, I'm going to be constantly assessing myself based off of uh, metrics that that I can't control and can't that will control. lead me to just self-judgment and and then usually judgment of other people. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to cuz I'm going to flip it. I'm going to be like, well, you know, whatever, have <laughs> them they didn't do this thing ever. <laughs> Literally, it comes down to like, did I, did I actually do what I said I was going to do today? Am I, am I whole? Am I like in integrity with myself? Um, meaning just whole, right? Am I complete? Because when I'm complete in that way, then I can keep showing up. When I'm out of completion, when I, when I break promises, when there's conversations that need to happen that I keep putting off, it takes energy. It takes so much energy yeah. to like maintain that broken commitment to myself And then I start thinking like shit about myself and I stop showing up and I sleep in and I eat like hell. And, and then, well, an episode of the podcast can wait and, and it keeps me out of the game. And so for me, I want to like who I was, which comes down to, uh, did I honor my word that day? And am I contributing to others? I think contribution is a huge thing. Um, I think it's really hard to like yourself if you're not contributing to other people and other Mm -hmm. people's growth. And so for me, it's, it's just the continual push into this industry that also keeps me liking myself. So again, in the Pepperverse, we call that the hashtag fuck yeah. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> now we're having an emotional moment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want, I have one more question for you. And I know, um, we only have so much time together today. Actually, can I, can I sneak in two more? Is that it? Well, yeah, two more. You got it. Two more, two more questions. Okay. Two more. Okay. Um, I want to know what is the conversation you haven't had that you would like to have about the industry or in the industry? Hmm. A conversation I have not had and would like to have within the industry. Uh, there's, there's nothing that immediately comes to mind right now. Uh, so nothing you're like, you're itching to talk about or itching to do or be involved with, but it's no, because I, uh, cause I tip it. I mean, you gotta understand I make content every day, all day. <laughs> so I typically have a lot of time to talk about all the things. Um, so, so there's nothing that's like really pressing right now that comes to mind. Um, because I probably, I probably speak on my soapbox too much. I don't think that's a bad thing. My <laughs> last question is totally off topic. Are you still on Clubhouse? Is hey, this, is... <laughs> uh, come on. Why you gotta be like that? Are you, are you still on Clubhouse? <laughs> I am not. No. I, am, I was, I was like very, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't commit to it. Yeah, no, I definitely, um, it was fun for me to, uh, experiment with it pretty hardcore for a little while. Um, but I just couldn't fit it. I couldn't, the more that I tested it, the more I couldn't figure out how, um, it served my audience, um, better than what I was already doing. Right. 
Um, I just couldn't understand how, because the content would just go away, it would disappear. Even bringing people up sometimes felt less, every now and then you'd hit a home run and you'd bring some people up and it was really great and you could really work with them. Um, but most of the time it seemed like a disservice. And so I couldn't, I couldn't essentially uh, resolve how it was better than any of the other platforms that I'm producing content on. And so I, I kind of took it out. Now I still exist there on Clubhouse. Um, you can go follow me. <laughs> maybe it'll create a new innovation, like a new, yeah, who knows? Maybe it'll innovate, um, but I'm not there. No. No. I'm interested to see what, what's next. Cause there always is something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and here's a great indicator, you know, like, uh, Instagram tends to do all the things that everybody else does and then they do them better. And then that thing goes away. And I noticed that really Instagram, they, they didn't try to create the audio version of the thing like they did with vine like they made their own vines and then like they did with TikTok, and they kind of tried to go after youtube a little bit with like igtv didn't really work out but you know um i didn't see them really doing much with the with the Clubhouse. spotify did though i think spotify started something that was similar i was just curious yeah. i wasn't sure if it was just me or maybe a couple of my friends i've chatted with i'm like ben will know yeah no I'm no i'm not i'm not there yeah i'm not yeah. there I, again, and the only reason I'm not there is because I just couldn't resolve how this was a better solution to help more photographers uh, than what I already had. So amazing. Well, those are all my questions, but I feel like the audience, or maybe they'll reply, people will reply to the podcast, like, yo, Stace, you forgot to ask this. You should have asked that. <laughs> like, you should message me directly and be like, next time you talk to Ben, ask him this. Uh, yeah. And I think we got someplace really cool today, too. I think that you asked me some really interesting questions. It got me introspective for a little bit that I haven't had to like resolve uh, or, or really speak to. You know, it definitely got to like the core of what I'm up to over here. And, uh, and I'm sure it opened up probably a few different cans of worms. Like, well, what does that even mean? And, uh, and so that's exciting. Hey, Stace, where can people find you online and get in touch with you? Our website is meetpepper.ca. Our Instagram is at meet.pepper. You can find Conference and Chill at Conference and Chill on Instagram and conferenceandchill.com on the website. And it links you to all the other cool places we're hanging out and doing cool shit. So check it out. Love it. Stacy. thank you so much for being here on air. Thank you for asking me these questions, by the way. I think it was incredible. I'm going to maybe invite, this may, be, this may be a change in the podcast where I invite you to ask me maybe one or two questions each guest. I like this idea. Stacy. thank you again. Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Make sure that you check out the uh, Peppercast, my podcast listening friends. Go check out the Peppercast. Go check out Meet Pepper for all of uh, your strategy and implementation needs. Until the next episode of the show, keep showing up. <laughs>